Father God, I need more. Our church needs more. My family needs more. I want more. I want more hope, more joy, more peace, more love. I want the fullness of life that Jesus offers. Father, saturate my soul with your spirit so that I overflow with Jesus. I want more. But I confess I'm full of everything but Jesus. I've loaded my mind with so much noise that it's weary and worried. I've heaped stuff upon my soul that's left little space for the spirit who truly satisfies. I filled my time with my own agenda. I'm full, but it's not you. Something has to go. I'm bringing you everything, not you, that fills me up. I open my hands in a posture of surrender. Empty me. The noise, the distractions, the clutter, the fears, my attempts to control, my bitterness, my wounds. The burdens I've tried to carry on my own, my attempts to control, my stuff, even me. Empty me of me. With open hands, I surrender everything, not you. Empty me so you can fill me with joy and peace that overflows in hope. Empty me so you can saturate my soul with your spirit. Empty me so I can abound with the life coming from your hand. Fill us so full that we can't help but overflow with Jesus. Fill our families with your presence. Fill our neighborhoods with your love. Fill our valleys with the knowledge of your glory. Fill us so full that we can't help but overflow with Jesus. Amen. Well, I'm Scott Letty. I'm uh, one of the pastors here at Calvary Harvest Fields, and thank you so much for joining us. And we also have a couple other gentlemen here. I'll let them introduce themselves. Yeah, my name is Alex Raup. Um, I am a longtime Calvary attendee, husband, dad, uh, elementary principal. I uh, love talking about this kind of stuff. Nice. That was a good introduction. I'm Jake. I'm the youth pastor, and I also have a great wife. So, My wife He's is also great. great. <laughs> And uh, we're, we're Jake and Alex and I are uh, our friends. We, we enjoy uh, laughing together, but also talking about serious theological stuff. And so, as you know, if you've been hanging with us for any length of time, we've been uh, on a 50-day journey. We're about 20 days into this 50-day journey about uh, emptying ourselves to create space for Jesus. And this week, we're specifically kind of talking about the topic of slowing. But before we zero in on slowing, just kind of being 20 days into this uh, journey, uh, what has stood out most to you guys, whether it's from uh, one of the sermons or whether it's from something from the journal? What's kind of uh, jumped out at you as you guys have been doing the reading and all that good stuff? I think for me, it's I'm I'm a really I'm a professional quiet timer. Like I can cross off a quiet time with the best of them, um, but I feel like I'm also notorious for like. I get to sit down the next day in my perfect quiet time chair um, early in the morning, and I have no idea what I just did the next day or did the day before. So I think that I've been really trying too slow and to realize that the practices that we're talking about aren't just applicable at five o'clock in the morning. They need to be applicable at 5 p.m. and something that I'm thinking about throughout the day. And that service, the idea of service is good, but it needs to not be something I just check off. But I'm constantly thinking about how it can impact my day and, and, and change the the way that I interact with people. Yeah, I think I, I shared this on, I guess it was this last Sunday. Um, there's a verse in Exodus 14 where Moses is, you know, leading the Israelites away from the Egyptians. They get to the Red Sea and everyone's like, you brought us out here to die. And uh, Moses basically is like, the Lord will fight your battles. You need only to be still. So I think like, 
it's so easy. There's been times in my life where I've I've thought, hey, I need to slow down. I need to take things more intentionally, and it just doesn't last very long. And so I think, honestly, one of the biggest pieces for me has just been that reminder of stillness. And, and to be still, you have to slow down, and slowing down in, in the world we're in is not at all easy right now because there's so many things happening. So there's been so many good things that have been said, but I, honestly, the most important thing for me has been that reminder of how important it actually is to slow down, to be still. Yeah, I think kind of <clears throat> piggybacking off of that, Jake, is is uh, for, for my life specifically, it's the idea of like, okay, maybe I don't have um, like a lot of quote unquote serious things on my calendar, like all day and then all night. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm home. I have a couple evenings through the week where I'm, I'm just kind of home and there's not a lot on the calendar. There's not a lot necessarily to do, but the busyness stays because of the social media, because of the electronics, yeah. because so the busyness doesn't translate to silence. It doesn't translate to kind of listening or emptying myself. It just translates to me being busy in a way, at least if nothing else, kind of like mentally, just with the amount of stuff and content and things that I'm just kind of filling my, my eyes and ears and head with. So mm-hmm. even when it's like, oh, I'm doing a good job of not just booking something every night of the week, there still feels like, but I'm not really slowing. Yeah, I'm not really getting quiet. I'm not actually emptying. I'm just kind of taking that space and filling it with other stuff. So, you know, kind of that idea of slowing, you know, is, is, is the kind of specific focus, I guess, yeah. for this week. Um, you know, but one of you, both of you, what, what, what is it that you think about the practice of slowing or the spiritual discipline of slowing that's so important for us to get this right? I mean, I think even kind of going off of what you were just, you were just talking about with, even when we're not actually doing stuff, we're busy. Like, honestly, I thought I've, I've, I can, this is a little bit, you know, of a bummer to admit. Um, but like times where I'm like, Oh man, this was such a busy week. And then I look back and it's like, did I finish that entire Netflix series? Like, is that gone? We're done with that. And that feeling of busyness. And so I think this idea of slowing, like how are we supposed to actually build a relationship with God when we're never listening for him, when we're never actually spending meaningful time with him? Like if I can sit down and watch, you know, three, four episodes of Netflix in a row, but I can't sit down and pray or read scripture for a few hours. Like there's, that's an, that's an issue. There's, there's a problem there. And so we have to get better at slowing down in order to be able to hear from Jesus. I'm embarrassed to say that I have a note on my phone with like all the Netflix shows I want to watch. I don't have a note on my phone, like for all like the the scriptures I need to read. Like that's embarrassing. And true and i think too with slowing like when you don't have margin in your day then all the things that we're talking about like silence and solitude seeing intentional moments like where you can serve and love on people if you don't have margin you don't have space for god to to show you how he wants to use you in that given day so i go back to like then my quiet time just stays a quiet time in the morning it doesn't ever become something i'm doing throughout the day because i'm just going from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing before i crash into bed and then rat race and redo the whole thing over again yeah yeah Yeah. i I think like i'm I'm pretty decent at having a i have like a sabbath you know a a kind of a sabbath day every week uh where you know it's like you cease from working Mm -hmm. but but a lot of times i'll get done my sabbath and it's like i didn't actually do anything restful Yeah. yeah Yeah. It's like all the stuff I did was like either just noise, you know, it yep. was just kind of like, I didn't work, but I didn't rest, yep. you know, and, and I don't know that that really counts as slowing down. Like you said, Jake, you know, even in my own 
personal relationship with Christ, but also like in my marriage with my relationship with my kids, you know, as we talk front yard mission, trying to connect with neighbors, it's like, if I'm filling so much of my time with that, I'm not slowing down to really focus on any relationship, but most importantly, my relationship with Christ. Yeah. Um, there's a author, his name is uh, John, right? John Mark Comer. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book uh, a number of years ago called uh, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And um, I would just definitely recommend it to anybody who's, who's interested yeah. in, in reading a book that is 100% going to make you squirm a little bit and feel convicted oh, and, and just think like, yes. I'm going to have to change yeah. something. It's yeah. the worst to read. It's like you read this book and walk away changing nothing. I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, one of the chapters in the book is specifically on the topic of slowing. And uh, I know I know we've all read that chapter. So just kind of curious to, to hear, um, was there any specific takeaways? I think the important thing about Comer before we even dive in is like, he's a guy who was crushing it. I mean, he was, I think he's out in Seattle, mega church growing by the thousands like every couple months and was like, as by the definitions of the world was successful and found like he had no margin to connect with God, connect with his family, with his community. And so he had to put practice into place, much like what we're doing with our 50 days um, to be intentional. I think that slowing's at the heart of it. Um, I think my big takeaway is that we've got to get ahead of it. I mean, that if we don't, um, I think he says that um, most of us suffer from pathological busyness. And I think that most of us are okay with it. Um, The one that really got me in the gut was the comment that maybe um, most people are just too busy to follow Jesus. They don't have time to follow Jesus. And I was like, oh, could I... Hey, that's true. And I think most days I probably could, like yeah. I got my to-do list done for home and school and made some time for people that matter to me, like my wife, my kids and my friends. But did I spend time with Jesus? No. Um, yeah, right. yeah. So I think like he really is trying to create that margin so that you can prioritize what's first. Well, it's funny. I, Cause I think a, a big, a big piece of that is the idea of like, you know, you said the to-do list. They said, well, I got that everything on my to-do list. Yeah. And some of the stuff on my to-do list was stuff that I was doing for God. Mm-hmm. But, but part of following Jesus, it, it is never exclusively what are we doing for him. Yeah. I mean, there's always this massive part or are we being with him? Are we yeah. spending time yeah. with him? That's part of following Jesus. And so if we might be able to point to all the things we're doing, yeah. you know, or the things we checked off, but that, that doesn't necessarily actually get us to the place where are we following Jesus the way that he intends for us to follow Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've I've tried the uh, Bible in a Year plan on on the Bible app. Yeah, and it became a busy thing for me. I was like, oh, I have these six checklist items to read the Bible, so let me zoom through this real quick so I can move on to my next. Yeah. We'll check at the yeah, end. Exactly. You did it. Get, Keep yeah, your streak yeah, yeah. going. It yeah. makes you feel good, and then you're yeah. like, wait. I'm currently what, doing what that. So now I'm like rethinking. <laughs> yeah. I'm currently. Maybe you're not as bad. I'm just more sinful. Tell than us you. what you read today and how you're applying it to your yeah. life. That'd yeah. be great to know. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Anyway, I totally feel what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> I think one of the one of the really helpful things for me with, especially with this chapter, but the whole book in a lot of ways, I, a lot of times for me when I read, um, something like this where it's like, oh, I really want to change this piece of of my life. I usually go into this mode of like this huge plan that I think I can do right away, but it's actually like a 15 year plan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not thinking yeah. of it that way. And so I'm like trying to change every single aspect of my life, which would be great if we could, but I'd forget about it like three days later and then I just don't go back to it. So some of the stuff he has in this chapter specifically are like, Things that you would maybe think that's not even significant. Why would I do that? But it starts to reset 
our brain. So a, a few of the things that I've done is, and this this is a really simple one. You, you might be hearing this and thinking like, oh, that's dumb. That shouldn't do anything. But like we, we have a, a water cooler in our house. And there's a few places around town where you fill up nice cold spring water. You just put the yeah. five-gallon jug underneath it. And and typically I'll go, and while those jugs are filling up, I'm looking at my phone, I'm scrolling through my phone, I'm, like, sending emails or, you know, playing a game or whatever. And recently I've just, like, it's as simple as saying, okay, I'm going to leave my phone in the car mm-hmm. for these literally five minutes, yeah, right. and I'm just going to fill up these water jugs without my phone. I'm just going to stare at the water as it pours into yeah. the jug. Yeah. And the first few times, I'm literally like reaching for my phone and looking back at the car thinking like, oh, I forgot it. Is it, should I just go grab it quick? But it's like, there's simple yeah. things where it, it resets your brain. It makes you think, okay, I can actually just relax for a minute. Yeah. I have nowhere to be, so let me just relax. So there's a lot of things in this chapter that hit at that. Standing in the longest line in the grocery store. Without your phone. Without your phone, which yeah. is infuriating. I've yeah. done it a few times, and I don't know that it was helpful for my heart, but it was maybe resetting my brain a little bit. So there's yeah. there's a few things in there that are just, it's forcing you to slow down. It's simple. But who it's knows? Like you're, you're not on your phone then. Yeah. And then one of the kids from extreme is right, right there and you get a chance to see them yeah. or yeah. you get to like bump into someone from high school you haven't seen before yeah. in a long time. Yeah. And it allows you to be present to the situation. Yeah. And yep. yeah, I, I really like uh, your point too, Jake, about it's like, well, like this is, this is not a way I've lived <clears throat> maybe ever. Yeah. And it's like, then you read a book like this, you're like, all right, here's all the sweeping changes. I'm yeah, going to make. Yeah. It's like, it's like if I've never run for the last 10 years and I'm signing up for a 5k tomorrow, it's yeah. like, Hey, maybe, maybe that's a terrible idea. Let's and there's a, a slower first. way to ease yourself into this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, maybe pick out the one thing like that and just say, yeah. like, Hey, well, here's one thing I'm going to do. So yeah, I, I really like that. I think, I think for me, the, the one thing that stood out in that chapter that, that convicted me, was the idea of our, uh, I think he said it like, our time is our life and our attention is the doorway to our hearts. Mm. And so basically he's saying like, whatever we're giving our attention to, um, like it or not, realize it or not, it is shaping us. We're, we're being discipled by what we're giving our attention to. Yeah. And it may be really subtle ways that we don't, that we don't even notice, <clears throat> maybe ever, but but it's like you know if you're you're watching television it's like you know we're in a consumeristic culture and and just about everything you're you're watching is saying you know get look out for yourself get what's good for you you know all that kind of like you can't just soak that stuff in and have it and and say to yourself this is having no impact on on the way I think no impact on my heart right. no impact on the way I look at other people so that that really convicted me that idea of like okay part of and again this is this is maybe me specifically but part of my slowing uh, kind of has to be in that area of of electronics, of entertainment, of social media, of what am, what am I ingesting kind of in my downtime when I'm not necessarily working. And that, that actually is a kind of a good transition point for us to, to just kind of say, I, I'd be really curious uh, just to have you guys share with us um, what what is the one or two things that you're kind of specifically doing? You know, like Jake, like I've read this whole book, but but here's the one or two things that, that I'm trying to apply to my life to help me slow down. Yeah. 
I think so much of it, like for me personally, centers around this amazing tool and also burden that I carry yeah. in my pocket. And um, a lot of the, the ideas that Comer has in the book, um, he talks a lot about this book too, um, Make Time, by two guys, Jake Knapp and John Zaratsky, who were um, like killing it, I think, for Google Ventures, and uh, but realized that like they were just losing their lives in the midst of all the accessibility that people had to them and they had to the world. So I think for me, it's things like I took email off my phone. Um, if somebody needs me, they're going to text me or they're going to call me. Um, I think it's like we were talking before we started filming, like not consuming TV and consuming social media. And I think you said Jake also shopping Shop, on Amazon yeah. on your laptop at the same time. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy to me that I can consider a date night with my wife doing TV and social media scrolling and shopping right. and, Hey, that was fun. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like that. That's crazy. So I think so much for me is like finding the margin. If I'm consuming technology, consume one at a time. Um, and then really trying to like just build in margin. I think I keep yeah. coming back to that word because I think that this has become like the margin filler for all of us, whether it's filling up the water, whether it's yep. standing in the checkout line, whether it's on the couch, instead of engaging with our spouse, I think any type of margin, we try to fill it with something. And this is the easiest yeah. Uh, vice mistress, whatever you want to call it yeah. on the side that you yeah. can fill your time with. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there, there's a couple of things in my mind. So this is kind of going back to what Scott was saying a little bit ago with it, honestly, just being intentional and aware of what you're actually consuming. Like that's a really, every phone has the, you know, you can track how much time you've actually spent on your yeah. phone it can be kind of horrific yeah. to look back and be like, I spent how much time on my phone this week? Like we're putting in full-time hours on, on you start justifying like, well, I was on a zoom call yeah, right, once right. for 30 minutes. I was yeah. on Spotify for an hour. So that must yeah. be what all of that. It's like, well, you did 45 hours. So yeah. that, that's not, <laughs> but yeah, intentionality of like being aware of what, what you're doing. And then I think the other piece, um, it's like one of the things that I've done recently, probably in the last year, I, I actually got rid of all social media. So I have no social media right now. I think it was a little bit easier for me. Like just I, like off your phone or like you don't have it. You don't have it. Yeah. Okay. So I have, I don't That's have awesome. an Instagram. I don't, I, none of that stuff. And I wasn't very like big on them before, but I still always had them on my phone. So I deleted all my accounts. What I found though, is if I don't replace the time I spent on those things with something else that's useful, it's real easy for me to then just fill it in with mindless stuff once again. So like I found deleted all my social media and then like a week later I had like four games on my phone that were like just as mind numbing. I'll be like 30 new podcasts yeah, you were exactly. subscribed to. And yeah. it was just like, yeah. I, it's the same amount of time I'm spending doing nothing. It's just not social media. So what's the point? So I, I'm, I'm working on ways to actually like add meaningful things into that time. So if you're just trying to, and, and part of that is I'm not just adding things that will like give me something to do. Some of that is, okay, I, I haven't, uh, I feel like I really want to reach for my phone right now. Maybe I'm just going to take 10 minutes and be still, just be quiet. I, I've been really trying to practice that whole thing of going to God with no agenda. So I think part of the, Part of the piece of prayer in my life, which has stopped me from slowing, is I have all these things that I want God to help me with or fix or give an answer to. And it's like, when's the last time I just like went and said, God, I'm here. Speak to me. This is your like your agenda. I don't want to bring my stuff into this, your agenda. So 
adding stuff in instead of just scrolling on my phone has been yeah uh, important and not easy. I yeah. think like that's like all throughout the Psalms. Like we talk about the be still Psalm, but like everywhere, 27, 33, 37, like they're all through like waiting on God. Yeah. And I think I too much like go to God. Like I do like to my job every day where I'm here's my to-do list that I need to talk about with you. That was great. Talk to you later. I'll see you here same time tomorrow. You know what right. I mean? And um, if I slow down, if I'm not in a hurry, I'm ruthlessly eliminating a hurry. Um, then I'm able, I think to actually have that conversation with God. If it's, if I'm so rushed and I'm just trying to get this done before I'm on to the next thing, yeah. I'm not slowing down. Then it yeah. does feel much more like I'm just talking at God and never yeah. actually waiting to hear back. It's relational versus transactional. Yeah. I think like you made a point earlier, like if we just do stuff for God, we're never really going to know him. It's like the same thing. It, like we're all married. If I just like do Mackenzie's to-do list for me and I crush that, I mean, that'll make her happy. But if I don't ever take time to get to know her as a person, yeah. I'm just like the to-do to- list guy who's just crossing things off the list, going to the grocery store, whatever, whatever, whatever. I mean, I'm never actually going to know her as a person and not going to really love her well. And it's, I mean, I think, yeah, I, that's something I've actually, <clears throat> I've asked my wife before I've asked my kids, you know, well, specifically the older two who are, you know, kind of old enough to, to have an idea of what a healthy relationship might look like. Mm-hmm. And just kind of saying like, you know, like, hey, Thea, if I, if I, if I was giving you the kind of relational time that, that I'm giving God or that you're giving God, would we have a healthy marriage? Mm. You know, and if, and if not, it's like, okay, well, then, then maybe my relationship with Christ isn't as healthy as it, as it could be. Yeah. Not even should be. It's like could be. There's so much, there's so much more there to, to experience and enjoy and mm. Uh, I think for me, you know, my, my kind of practical application, um, I think it was in, I think it was in this ruthless elimination of hurry, but I, I recently read somewhere that the average iPhone user touches their smartphone, uh, I think it's like over 2,600 times a day. Jeez. And uh, I recently heard uh, somebody else kind of make the point, specifically with kids, uh, I've got five kids, and um, and I'm just kind of recognizing that, you know, the way I'm handling all this, oftentimes... Uh, you know, what your kids end up picking up is it's much more caught than taught. So it's like, so yeah. if I'm telling them like, Hey, it's important for you to spend time with Christ and, and all that, but they're not seeing it, yep. but they're maybe seeing me touch my cell phone 1300 <laughs> times a day. Uh, there's something being communicated and taught to them, yeah. even if I don't realize that I'm doing it. And so even some of the stuff, I mean, I, I, you know, don't want to like, like, well, we're all doing the kind of the same thing, but I think it just speaks to the reality of like, Hey, this, this cell phone in our pocket is a really huge trap right. of, of time and attention and all that. So, so the same type of thing, just kind of, you know, he talks about treating the phone like your kids, you know, it, it goes to bed at eight thirty and it doesn't yeah. get, it doesn't get to wake up early. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like put it, wake put it on the air. I think he said him and his wife, they, they put he it on airplane mode and yeah. Yeah, leave it in the other room. Yeah. He goes days um, without even using it. I mean, that's just crazy to me, yeah. but it's yeah. yeah. So, quiet. so yeah. for me, it's going to be that it's going to be some of the stuff you were talking about, about I think, you know, take an email off my phone and just recognizing like, I don't have to check it five times a day. I can, you know, yeah. it's like the, the social media stuff. And, and I, I was actually really appreciative of what you shared, Jay. Cause at one point I had this, a mobile game on my phone. I'm like, this is taking too much time. I'm deleting it off. And I deleted it off. And it was like, I don't even, it was like a day or two later. I was like playing a different game. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. like, when did I, I'm like, I like, I literally uploaded this, this after I deleted this <laughs> yeah. other one. It's like, what am I doing? You know? So just kind of like, like you said, being aware, paying attention 
and just kind of figuring out a way to start phasing this um, this cell phone out of my out of my life, and most specifically out of my time after I get home. Yeah. Uh, so that I can actually spend time with my wife, with my kids, with the Lord, and and, and bring uh, these kinds of you know faith filled, Christ centered conversations even around the dinner table, yeah. you know, and things like that. So so for me, that's that's kind of my what I'm going to be leaning into in, in the next couple of days, yeah. weeks. It's funny you talk about the phone thing. I mean, how many times you picked up your phone and you're like three minutes in, you didn't even realize you picked it up and like that you're scrolling yeah, right. and you're like, what the heck? And yeah. how did I think happen? you're so right that 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 our kids just watch. I mean, I think. Um, the make time guys, Comer, a lot of the stuff, reason they wrote the books they did about getting our lives back is because they were seeing the impact it was having on their families and the way that their kids, their young kids were, were, were going to be eventually remodeling just exactly what they're doing and and trapped by technology and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, there's, there's a ton of things that we could keep talking about. Um, but let me just encourage you guys before we end, pick something to help slow down, whether that's something with your phone, like we've been talking about, it could be any number of things. Find somewhere in your life where you can slow down and spend time with God and let us know how that goes. Cause it's helpful. I think to hear how other people are doing this because it gives us more ideas. Even this book has given us so many ideas. So let us know how, how some of that goes, pick something and uh, yeah, th- thanks for, for spending some time with us. Let me, let me pray for us before we go. God, thank you that you um, you you want to be in relationship with us. You you desire for us to spend time with you, God. We we don't even deserve that, but you just you love us so deeply. You want us to be with you. So, would you help us to slow down? Would you help us to get rid of of all the the tons and tons of distractions that we have in our lives on, on a daily basis? Would you help us to eliminate hurry and slow down and, and look for you in, in the every, in the every day as we're going through our days, would we be listening for you and, and seeking your direction? Um, so yeah, would you help us to be disciplined and, and to see the value of this, because I, I just truly believe when we slow down, when we listen for you, we won't miss the distractions. We'll be thrilled with, with the relationship and the quality time that you give us. Um, so, so help us to get there. Thank you for, for your love for us. Thank you for all that you do for us. And uh, we love you. We pray these things in your name. Amen.